Hallelujah. Good morning, dear friends. I welcome you to this Wednesday morning. And to God be the glory for His great grace upon our lives. Thank God for the journey so far. Gradually and steadily, this month is also going. And uh, God has been faithful. The one who brought you and me thus far, He will see us through the few days left for this month to pass away by the grace of God. The word of God will come to pass in your life. Prophecies will be fulfilled. Promises will be received. The God of heaven will make a way for you. In the next four days, by the grace of God, you will see the hand of God. You will experience mercy from heaven. There will be divine intervention for you. The word of God for your life will not fail. The Lord God of heaven will turn the tide in your favor. Your head will be lifted. God will make you glad in the mighty name of Jesus. You are blessed. Your day is blessed. Praise God. Now, very quickly this morning, we'll still press on in our lessons. Beloved, the Bible says if the whole world was to be written as books concerning Jesus, you know, uh, all our libraries will not be able to contain everything about him. So there's so much to learn. I'm just trying to scratch a few things from there. This morning, I will be talking about spiritual blackout. In Matthew 27, from verse 62 to 66, the Bible says, Now, the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Hallelujah. Now, one of the concerns any believer should have is that the nature of the relationship between Jesus and the priest, the scribes, the very religious groups, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, is questionable. In the above scripture, the people that came to Pilate to prosecute Jesus were not idol worshippers. Those who wanted, even in death, even while Jesus died, the hatred was still there. They didn't want him to rise from the dead, but adventure, anything will happen. So they wanted to be sure that his death was final that it will not rise. Those who were behind it, they were no Greeks. 
but priests and the Jewish elders. Jesus was seen and referred to as the deceiver in their language. Now, from the very beginning, when Jesus was born, the priests and these various religious groups had been ready tools in the hand of the enemy as Antichrist to wage war against the Son of God and his mission. Take, for example, when Jesus was born in Matthew chapter 2, from verse 1, the Bible says that he was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that was born, the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he has gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them that were Christ, where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Now, from that particular day, they became enemies to Jesus. They were working hand in hand with Herod and all of that. During Jesus' ministry, in Mark chapter 11, I just want to pick one or two things, you know, about Jesus' ministry and these people. Mark chapter 11 from verse 17 and verse 18. The Bible says, Jesus was teaching. He taught them, saying unto them, Is it not written that was in the synagogue? My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests had it and sought how they might destroy him. Who did they want to destroy? <laughs> Jesus. The Bible says, for they feared him because all the people was astonished at his doctrine. So now, hearing the teaching of Jesus that the house of God will become the house of prayer to all people, they wanted to destroy him. In John chapter 12 from verse 9, much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he has raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, <laughs> because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. I do know these were chief priests. John chapter 12, verse 19, the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. They were wondering how we have not been able to prevail with all that we have been doing, setting traps and all of that. They were surprised. At the close of Jesus' ministry, like we read earlier, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. Now, if you also look at the book of Luke, chapter 23, verse 10, 
And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused them. All of those people who were opposing Jesus, persecuting him, challenging him, and prosecuting him, they were led by chief priests. These were religious leaders of his days. Now, these and many more instances showed the depth and the height of the hatred that the religious people of his days had for or against him. Ordinarily, these people were expected to be helpers and promoters of Jesus' ministry, but they became the major opposition to the cause of human emancipation and salvation. For example, in Mark chapter 3, talking about human emancipation, even practically. Mark chapter 3 from verse 1, the Bible says Jesus entered into the synagogue and there was a man there which had a withered hand right in the synagogue. And they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. And he said unto the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. And he said unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. And the Pharisees went forth, in verse 6, and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. Why did they want to destroy him? That he healed. A man who had been there with them, whether Sabbath or non Sabbath, he has been worshipping with them under their leadership with a withered hand. They did nothing about it. And they could not do anything about it. Yet, Jesus came and was going to heal the man. And for doing that, they wanted to destroy him. Can you imagine that? Same thing in Luke chapter 13, from verse 10 to 14, when that woman who sat in the synagogue, when Jesus entered into the synagogue and saw a woman bowed, the Bible says Satan has bowed the head of that woman for 18 solid years. And when Jesus lifted the woman and straightened her life up, they were angry. These were ministers. Now, I was wondering what was the problem of these people. And I perceive there were three major problems with them, which we still have with us in the religious circles of today, in the church. Number one is spiritual ignorance, inability to discern the mind of God per time and per situation, even for certain individuals in the church. For example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 14 and 15, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, Yet he himself is judged of no man. In First Corinthians chapter 1, 18 to 19, the Bible says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish is foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Now, the Bible says in verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block and unto the Greeks, foolishness. So, spiritual ignorance, even though these were religious leaders, yet they were religiously blind. Don't be surprised 
my friend, my brother, my sister, that in the church we still have this same problem. And let me say to you, not everyone in the church will understand and agree with your vision and with your mission. Know what God called you to do and stay with it as Jesus did in this time. Number two, it was the problem of envy. You saw that in John 12, 19. The Bible said, the Pharisees therefore said among them, they said, perceive ye now that you have not been able to prevail against him. Behold, the whole world is gone after him. And in verse 15, in fact, in verse um, uh, 18 of John chapter 12, the Bible says, he knew that for envy, they delivered him to Pilate. Envy. That was the second problem that he had the Pharisees, the religious leaders. And we still have the same in the church today. And the Bible says in James chapter 3, verse 16, it said, For where there were envy and strife, where there is envy and there is strife, there is confusion and every evil work. Number one, may I ask you, are you one of those who are giving your heart to envy? The success of another pastor is a problem to you, all right? The greatness, the promotion, is it a problem to you? It could be someone under your leadership that God is promoting them. Why don't you rejoice with them, pray for them, support them, praise them? You, your own will come. Everybody has his day. There was a time in this nation, it was, oh, it was on you. And there was another time. It, different people have their different seasons. Your season will come. Let's do away with envy. That was the problem of the high priest and the chief priest and all of them. In fact, they ganged up against Jesus to bring him down. And I was also believe that most of those activities were as a result of the influence of the devil. You know, in Matthew chapter 12, from verse 22 to 25, and then verse 30, just go and read through. You will see all that happened. Jesus delivered a young man who was demonically possessed, and the Bible says they came together. They said he must have cast out this, uh, this spirit by the spirit of Bezebub, the chief spirit of the devils. All right. Now, they didn't know. And you, you know what? The Bible says the kingdom, Jesus told them there, he said, let me just read it to you. He, he, Jesus knew their thoughts in verse 25, and he said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scatter it abroad. So, I believe there was a spirit. The Bible says, if they know, they would not have crucified the king of glory. Now, many of them were being influenced by the devil. And possibly, maybe they didn't know. They didn't know because Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they know not what they are doing. So, it's possible that you go, if you are not careful, you could also be influenced by the adversary. You can also, the devil can also influence people against you. Let me counsel you, dear servant of God, run away from envy, focus on your ministry, 
And with all they did, they didn't want Jesus to rise. They hired soldiers, they rolled stone on the and they put the soldiers there. Did they succeed in stopping him from rising? No, sir. The same way, if God is on your side, if he's the one who sent you, no one will stop you from rising. Your ministry will succeed. God will help you. Focus on your ministry. Don't be distracted. May the Lord be with you in Jesus' name. I'm your brother and friend. Sunday, our good morning.